Broadcasting to Brentwood, Billericay and the world, this is Phoenix FM. On 98FM and online, this is Phoenix FM. Good evening and welcome to this week's Orient Out on Phoenix 98 FM. I hope everybody's had a great Easter weekend. I'm Trevor Singfield and I'm sitting in for our regular host Steve Tung, who's taken himself off to the Royal Festival Hall to watch, listen his wife sing. So, Steve, have a good evening and let's hope you're doing the singing come 5pm Saturday. So, in the studio tonight with me is Karen Harrison. How are you, Karen? I'm fine, Trevor. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you. And sitting in, sort of, for um, Richie Priest, who's sunning himself in Portugal, is Darren Burrows. How are you, Darren? I'm good, thanks, Trevor. Good, good, good. Plus, we've got Andy Gilson pressing all the right buttons tonight. So, let's hope that goes well. Tonight, we're going to discuss the Salford game, Arrogate. And we will hear from Dulcet Dave and... There's another Ropers rant racked up for us, and we're hopefully going to discuss the big run-in, and if time allows, the big drop, see who leaves the Football League. So, first of all, Karen, what were you doing this morning, this afternoon? Um, yeah, it was had a lovely day over at the training ground. It was uh, Sponsors Day today. So, yeah. so um, who sponsors who? Uh, the Picnic Crew sponsor, Richie Wellens. And the supporters club sponsor, Paul Terry. And my son is the junior sponsor for Craig Clay. So that was my reason for being there. So uh, how did the day all pan out? What what, what was on offer over there? Just pictures and things like that? Or do you have uh, (laughs) individual chats with uh, your your players that you sponsored, manager? Yeah, no, it's it's a nice day. We all sort of rock up about... 10, between 10 and 10.30. And we um, yeah, mill around and then uh, Martin Ling comes out and has a quick chat with us and sort of asks any questions, a little Q&A with him. And um, 
Yeah, and then we watched a training session. We got in, we got a little bit involved in part of it, which was really good, where um, Matt Harold was asking us to ask, uh, asking us to give him questions, orient trivial questions, and um, whichever player got it right, that team that were doing the five aside got kickoff. <laughs> so they so that was good, and so we were asking, th- you know, different things like, you know, who scored the winning goal to get us promoted. Um, at the National League and because that was Matt Harold so, <laughs> so he was quite happy with that one and it was just different questions like that and so we got a bit involved so that was nice and then afterwards it was just a sort of you know the sponsors and the players all have a little mingle a little chat you can take your photographs with who you want your photo with and then you get your well we managed to collar Richie towards the end because so, we're a large group so we managed to collar Richie towards the end to have one so we could have a group photo so that'd yeah. be our new group WhatsApp picture Was uh, Richie in good form? It was in very good form yeah as you would expect really they, I mean, they're all in good form it's, they, it's a nice bunch we've got here at mm. the minute it's, they, they seem very sociable you know when there was some of the younger ones as soon as they had the opportunity to run indoors they did Yeah, well, but, um, it, but it's to be expected <coughs> And uh, but it was nice I think everybody spoke to their sponsor and uh, nice morning. Did uh, Martin Ling uh, throw anything up? Because he's normally the centre of attention of uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, no, he, well, <coughs> at the Q&A, he was asked about, um, you know, targets and that for through the season and, you know, tying down the four that, that we all ex- hope to see tied down, Vigaru, Smith, um, help me out. I'm Dan, to think, uh, Dan, Dan Hap, I yeah. think it's another one, Trevor. No, some of the main players that are all out of contract, and he was um, he was saying that basically there's a League One price on the table and a League Two price on the table. I hate to say that the last time I didn't want to say, but the last time I heard that was uh, when we were taken over. Yeah, (laughs) that's another story. But there's a League Two price or wages structure on the table and a League One, and they're going to worry about it when they know what league they're going to be in. Okay, so. about 5pm Saturday then. That's good. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, well, that uh, sounds like a great afternoon. I did see one or two pictures uh, servicing on social media with a certain George Moncur, but I think he's uh, one of the ladies' favourites. So, um, well, I did manage to rub <coughs> his tummy, so I was rather happy. Oh, there we go. So. <laughs> I think I'd have rubbed his tummy, Trev, given Art the chance why he's played for us this season. Well, the way he rubbed his tummy at Salford to them fans, I mean, it was obviously he was uh, getting well, a bone of contention, wasn't he? So uh, That was where the conversation started, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'll have a go. <laughs> now, well, that brings us nicely on to the, uh, the Salford game, where um, Orient won 2-0 with a couple of goals from Satura and Moncor himself. So we started the game with Vigaru, Hunt, Beckles, Turn, Sweeney, Smythe, Smith, Prattley, Moncor, Mizuni, Sadlia, Satoria. 4-5-1 maybe? Who knows? So myself and my pals uh, left for uh, Salford on Good Friday. And it was a nightmare on the trains. Darren, what about yourself? Yeah, we, we had a similar experience getting up there, Trev. We, we got the last train out of London, as is my, uh, my, my pal Dave's want, um, which always gives me a bit of a nerves, if I'm honest. <laughs> but, but he organises it, so I go along with it. And um, we got stuck at Sheffield for, for a bit. Uh, and the trains were packed. I had to stand up for an hour, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm still young and fit. I'm, <laughs> Keep myself corner. Lucky it's radio. But it was all worth it, trip. <laughs> it was all worth it, Trev, wasn't it? It was yep, all yep. worth it. So, uh, what did you think of the the lineup, and then obviously the game, the way it progressed? I mean, one thing I'd, I'd say to the listeners that who, who didn't travel to Salford, they had the sprinklers on for a very, very long while. Yeah, they did, didn't they? 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't get my head around. We're doing it as well, though, Trevor. Everyone's watering pitches when we've had one of the heaviest rainfalls in March. The pitches are probably still drying out. I know my grass at home is. Yeah, well, the thing was, the, the ball was actually in the Orient half, the defence where Beckles and co. were. There was surface water, and that's what I couldn't understand. The ball yeah. weren't running, but it was a baking hot day, and it was drying out quite quickly. But the game improved as it dried out. So, and even Salford improved as it dried out. So that's what we, we as a group in the corner, think, why, why have they done this, you know? But apart from that, I thought probably one of the best halves of football or in a played away from home against a, I, I, a very I good so. side. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I thought, going back to the formation, it lined up, pretty, that side did prick itself a little bit, didn't it? With the Kelman in situation. Mm. Um, and, and I thought that first, uh, first half was probably the best half of football I've watched I can't remember the last time we have had similar halves. We have, but yeah. Karen, did you? You know, was yeah, that your? No, I'd, I'd agree. I, I thought it was a great game, great first half. Second half, we'll come to, but um, yeah, first half, you know, we could have been four, five nil up, couldn't mm. we? Really? Yeah, it's very controlled. I mean, the past. I mean, I didn't know at the time. I only read up later that Salford are the league's top scorers, and I, I just. Didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I thought other teams... Well, that, that baffles me, that one. Has scored a, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad it baffled you as well. But no, they, they, their chances... Uh, they were always a threat, Salford, but I think we have to give nine out of ten to Hunt and Vigaru, don't we? I mean, I thought Hunt was superb, personally, some of them. I, I really thought it was one of those team performances. If I had a pick player, yeah, Hunt, I would mm-hmm. pick. He cleared the one off the line, didn't he? It, so. I, I, think, I think everyone was an eight out of ten. Yeah, no, we were saying that at the time, and um, I mean, obviously, Richie would have got him up for this one, wouldn't he? Because um, that was his old stamping ground, and he's he's obviously a little bit bitter about everything up there, as what he um, he alluded to at the end of the game, didn't he? We can come to that in a minute, but no. So we we turn around two 0 and then the sprinklers come on again, Uh, (laughs) and uh, second half sort of played out okay, didn't we? Yeah, like I said, you know, there was. They came at us, didn't they, second half? And I think, I don't know I don't know if it was maybe a little bit of complacency for a little while where they was like, you know, let them come at them for a little bit. But, you know, we we carried on and we didn't lose, did we? So so we made some changes in the second half and um, Duke McKenna come on. I was going to say, it was nice to see Duke McKenna. That's on part of my notes here. So yeah, he yeah, come nice on, he come off for Smith. Clay for Prattley, James for Sadley and Brown for Moncur. Good changes, weren't they? I, I thought they were spot on. Yeah, mm. I really do. I, I, I don't think we can expect Darren Prattley to give us 90-90. You know, we, we, we wanted to protect him. He gave us 88 minutes. He did, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. What I meant is 90 then the following. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I know he was, because um, it's the Easter weekend, so obviously yeah. most teams are, are protecting the players. But no, it, every, every single thing about that performance was um, rather special, I thought. And then... Final great, whistle great went. support, Trev, wasn't it? Fantastic support up there. 750? Yeah. Yeah, it was noisy, wasn't it? Really noisy as well. Well, 750, Easter weekend, loads of people around holiday. I think a lot of people included it on their uh, holiday. But you could tell people who may have been on holiday or from up that area, because we've got quite Northern O's base now. Where it's people, great, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, we've all got puffer jackets on and... Those who didn't go to Manchester, it was about 20 degrees and all the locals like... T-shirts. T-shirts and shorts. And we, we, we've all left East London at six o'clock in the morning and it was a bit nippy. So uh, we looked a bit silly, to be perfectly honest. But at the end of the game, Richie come over, didn't he? And uh, sort of, was he mimicking 
The st- uh, Stephen is manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he did look like it. Yeah. But it was, who cares? It was, a, it was a good moment, wasn't it? But um, I think he really, really enjoyed that. And uh, I think he alluded to certain things after the game about talking to Dave and that his budget was 50p and a packet of crisps. Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm very intrigued to know what flavour. Trev. Really? I want to know if it's mm. cheese and onion or he's a bovril man. I, I, yeah. Well, I'm going to offer him a pound and a six pack. There you go. So, <laughs> George Moncur's six pack. <coughs> Maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everybody everybody went home extremely happy from uh, uh, from Salford. And we stayed up there until the last train from Manchester. And, uh, yeah, got home safely. It was Not a long only was day. it Good Friday, it was a great Friday. So... We are now going to have to uh, listen to what Dulcet Dave said. I'm sure he's got plenty to say before we go on for the Harrogate game. It was retro afternoon on Monday and in the Legends Lounge many of the faithful were saying that the feeling of disappointment that greeted the final whistle was so reminiscent of Orient in previous years. They know that often it feels that the O's raise their game when against the odds only to slip up in those matches that they're expected to win. Fridays... Display at Salford, one of the most complete we've seen this season. An Orient second, without doubt, the best team goal. A magnificent move, turning defence into attack with a demonstration of pace, vision, skill and accuracy. It was a sort of flowing football that Jimmy Bloomfield and George Petchy would have appreciated back in the 70s when the O's were competing in football second tier and it's definitely a move worthy of a higher level. There is no doubt that the victory at Lane was particularly satisfying for Richie Wellens. Salford City's loss is definitely late in Orient's game. And that victory was followed by the very dominant first half display in front of an expectant crowd at Brisbane Road. Orient should have had more than the two-goal advantage at the break, but as Paul Brush would have said in the 90s, 2-0 is a difficult scoreline to defend, and credit has to be given to Simon Reavers Harrogate, who displayed enormous resolve and determination in recent weeks. It's now just one defeat in eight for town. But this season is different, and it remains a special one. Previous campaigns would have seen the O's collapse and fail to take even a point. I remember Frank Clark back in the 80s when his side let slip a three-goal advantage to allow Hull City to secure victory in E10. But this is now, and Richie Wellens is challenging the culture at Brisbane Road, increasing expectations in the process. Orient are now 12 unbeaten. In the five decades that I've been following the club, I can't recall Orient being top for so long. And the O's have secured a playoff place with six matches remaining. It's incredible. An 11-point advantage over the club in fourth place. And after taking seven points in the past three games, it now has to be a case of when and not if promotion is secured. But I'm sure Barry Galvin's massive matter than mine, no matter what the results go on Saturday, will have to wait for that magic little P to appear in brackets next to Orient's name in the league table. There's now six without a win for Sutton, a run that has ended playoff hopes, but Matt Gray will regard this weekend's clash as an opportunity to hit back in style. Following on Tuesday, sees another testing away trip to Gillingham, where Kenny Jackett and Andy Hessenthaler have been effective in their support of Neil Harris. Genuine relegation fears before Christmas have transformed into promotion ambitions for next season. This is a very special season for our club. Now is the time to look to the future, which has so much potential and promise. Well, there you go. Thank you, Dave, for that. With some great insight, as normal. I mean, some of the stats he puts out there uh, are pretty good. I mean, Sutton, six without a win. Harrogate, only one defeat in eight. We're 12 unbeaten. Kenny Jacket down at Gillingham. And well, Andy Hessenthaler. And Andy Hessenthaler as well. So, yes, it is, um, there's, there's lots of 
right uh, wrongs that can be righted in 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 the next sort of five to ten days. So um, let's hope they are. Anyway, let's 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 have a little chat about the um, the second game over Easter, and that was Harrogate. And like Dave just said there. I didn't know they had only lost one in eight, but they've always been an organised side, Harrogate, and they turned up at Brisbane Road. And uh, we all know now it was a 2-2 draw, but a, a brace from Saturio. We lined up with Vigaru, Hunt, Beckles, Jamie McCart, Sweeney, Smith, Brown, McCurr, Mizuni, Sadler and Saturio. So a couple of changes. Um, well, we sort of carried on from um, Salford, didn't we? Uh, in, in the first half, with mm. some rather free-flowing attacking football. I was a little bit they worried. They came out running, didn't they? I was a little bit worried mm. with the weather was going to sort of hinder us because it was a few downpours in E10 on, on Saturday, but it didn't bother Smith, did it? No, what? he had that 33 in his pocket, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> well, he took him off, didn't he, at half-time? Yeah, I think, to he, was him, I think he was knackered too much running, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he definitely did. But let's uh, let's have a little discuss about Jamie McCart to start with because tongue in cheek I did vote for him in Starman because he's took a lot of stick from various parts of the the Orion fan base now he's been at the club a while got a little knock but it's the first time he started left sort of half isn't he next to Beckles now I thought played in the correct position I thought his distribution was reasonable and I, I thought he was okay unlike Beckles' second-half performance, which we can discuss in a minute. So it sort of strikes me that square pegs round holes. You've got to stick for the, the Hartlepool mistake where the regular centre-half has missed it anyway. So what do we think of Jamie McCart this Saturday, Karen? Um, I think, I'm not sure if it was the first or the second goal, the one where the free kick went flying over his head and I uh, mm. thought he should have maybe... Got to that one, but then, and then it, he gave away the free kick as well. I think from yeah, it was a soft free rightly. kick, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Darren, but what do you think of him? I think he's okay. I think he's mm. quite a decent player. I was going to say he can um, play better than I can, so I can't really say too much. <laughs> so. it, a lot of a lot of um, I was very close to both that free kick, and I thought it was a bit unlucky with it. If I'm really honest, it was right in front of me, and mm. I thought the ref was a little bit. He did perhaps it was a little bit harsh time wise. Sorry, correct time wise from the ref. I meant. I think you've got to look at it, two things. Number one, we have to play and defend as a team, don't we? And to do the individual players out. That's it. I don't really like that, if I'm brutally honest. I don't think that helps anyone. And then the second thing, really, with, with the situation with the guy, he's coming back from quite a lot of injuries. I thought his positional play was excellent. I thought he put himself in the right space. I agree about what you just said about distribution. No, I'm not going to write a player off after two or three games. And I see why he put McCartney over Thompson. And, and, and the Yorkie one's a bit of a mystery. I will say that. But we don't know how he trained. We don't know what the lad's attitude's right. It could, and I don't want to throw him under the bus again. I don't want to say he's got a bad attitude. He's not training right. Mm. But you trust a manager, don't you, that's got us where he's got Well, with, with McCartney, I mean, obviously he sees him in training every day. And the first thing I noticed moment about him in the position he was playing in, that his distribution was good. I mean, mm. you're asking sort of, we always have this discussion about Beckles to sort of pass the ball out from the back. It's not his game. He's a, a good defender, yeah. Beckles, and, he, and he, he's quite happy to stick it up the park, isn't he, at the end of the day? Mm. And he, he puts his head where other defenders don't do. So to have, um, like, he, he sort of, McCart coming for turns is obviously when Wellen said, 
he's got a slight strain, this, that, the other. So it was a like-for-like like change, and it's the first time we've seen him in his correct position, not thrown in at Stevenage when mm. it, we all know that was a fast call game. Yeah, no, the Stevenage. Oh, sorry. The, yeah. Stevenage yeah. away, the game. first game he yeah. played, he, he, they were all thrown under a bus in that game because yeah. at least the manager actually said that. So, because Turns can pass the ball out, Definitely. Quite nicely, doesn't yeah. he? I mean, he's obviously going to go on to be, have a good career, that, that lad. Of mm. course, whether he could have a season-long loan next year or something for the O's, you never know, because if he does well and Brian are happy to sort of send him up, then we're happy to keep him. It'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Because um, he would have competition then with Dan Haps coming out. And he was, was trained, warming up Dan Haps, sadly, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a possibility we might see him according to Richie or according to the club for the last game of the season. He was, mm. tra- he was training on the... I was the, he was that. running and he training was, on one yeah. of the pitches with Aaron Drynan today. So. Right. Okay. So uh, good insight from Kieran again then. <laughs> at least you just wasn't looking at um, on Kerr all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, he turned up a little bit later. <laughs> but no, I, I do think that the, the square pegs and round holes, I know sometimes managers are forced to do it, but I just don't like it when they mess around because how well we played in the first half, we switched off in the second half, didn't we? Yeah, I... I've heard a lot of talk about complacency and I'm not convinced at all it was complacency. I think it was two things. They changed formation slightly. Um, obviously, they took the 33 off that Smith was was, was roasting. It, very rare any team puts in 90-minute performances, isn't it? And, and we, you know, we're no different. Mm. But I do think as well that um, Harrogate are fighting for their league survival, aren't they? So they're going to come out second half fighting. They're probably thinking first half, let them bring it to us. In, you know, we'll just try and suck up what we can. They, and they were like, to did be you, fair, only two. So, you know, and they thought, well, maybe we can get two back. You know, And I didn't think, honestly, that they would get the two back. But they did because they came out and they were fighting. And they, when did that did first anyone listen to Simon Weaver's interview? No. I, I took the trouble on, on whenever it was put out to listen to it. I quite like Simon Weaver. I, I, like I, I, I remember meeting him... Um, in the Legends Lounge after uh, we beat them 2-0. And he was really good guy, really, really honest, really gave, gave a couple of time for us. And um, so I think he's an underrated manager. Uh, interesting stat that you just pulled out, Trevor, about, was it eight, eight you said? that they, that, Well, that was Dulcet Dave. That was a, uh, sorry, Dulcet yeah, Dave, yeah. yeah. So for me, I agree with Kieran. I think they had nothing to lose. I think the, they changed it. They, they, they changed their full formation. We didn't deal with it in the first 10 minutes. Um, what I thought was more interesting was they then had a little period where it looked like they could go on and win it and then they dropped off mm-hmm. and we got a bit better organised and it's almost like this unwritten rule where both teams have gone oh, we've had a scare here let's, uh, let's not get too let's not get carried away it's almost like the players are saying to each other no, two, two all's okay it was mm. weird because the last 20 minutes I, I don't know it just didn't feel that either team were going to look for we, a winner well at home you know but we've when we had Colchester and it was too old, wasn't it? And they came back and it was like, with Colchester, you really thought that Colchester were probably going to go on and nick it. Mm. Whereas momentum, with, ha- with Har- Yeah, but with Harrogate, mm. I, did, uh, yeah, I, f- I thought that it... Like it say, swung and it swung again. Sort of and, and, but we didn't really look, apart from Kelman's effort, I can't think that she sort of went, unfortunately, part of post. Mm. I don't think we really did enough to win that game. And, and I think the score was right. That Their manager um, said, I quote, that he felt that that was the worst they'd played in the first half that wasn't then mm. see going back to sort of the, the first 15 minutes of the second half when they've changed it I mean 
we're not going to sit here and criticise. The manager's got you 11 points clear of fourth place and six or seven clear of like going for the title. But do you feel sometimes, is he slow to react to the opponent's changes? Because we have got caught out a couple of times this season. And I'm going to throw in this part of it as well. When he made the subs at Salford, we've just sung his praises. Now, I'm not so sure they were great against Arrogant. I mean, obviously, he's put Kelman in and he's took Rule out of that central role. He's put Smith on the opposite wing. I thought we looked very disjointed in that period. So I know he sometimes tinkers for the tinker's sake. And that's the only criticism I have of the bloke because he he's done everything phenomenally for this football club. But I just feel slow to react sometimes and... Do we actually feel as a football club, which is great, that we're that confident that we can see any game out? And occasionally we do get caught, like any time, don't we, you know? But But you don't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction, do you? You yank somebody at the pitch, and I nearly said it, and then it's like, (laughs) you don't don't want him, you know, getting subbing someone, and then, you know, after about 10, 15 minutes that they would have actually, you know, sorted themselves out, got their head together and got back into the game. So I do think he gives them maybe a chance. But he also, he talks about, um, he likes to manage their minutes, doesn't he? Mm. And he wants them to mm. make sure that they've got enough minutes in the tank so that if, if they are needed for the next game, they've got those minutes there. So It's also managing the egos. It's also managing the, the characters. I, I don't think Trevi got it wrong other than Smith. Um, also... Bear in mind, this time the trump suits didn't affect the result. Good, yeah, but I, I was—I think there could have been a call that he could have tried and put Saturo next to Kilman, maybe, because he's on a hat trick. And, and the, the one thing with Rule in recent weeks and most of the time in his career, which I do like about him, he buys a ticket to the raffle. He will have a go and have a shot. I think if you're going to do anything, keep you keep. If Rule's still got some something left in the tank, you keep him on. I don't think Kelman and Rule will ever play up front with each other. I just, mm. they're too I just thought the way the game was going, it, it was unfair to pull Saturio back, and then yeah. we sort of just he lost was, that. He was doing a lot of running, wasn't he? And a lot of just mm. just getting in there. He was just that half a pace or I a whole know. pace quicker than the person he was marking. That's how he got the first goal, wasn't it? He? he managed to chase it down and you know just got in front of his man and then got yeah, the goal his second goal was I thought was excellent it was a proper centre forwards goal don't get me wrong his first goal was pretty good as well but mm. I think the keeper should have done better on the first one if I'm honest but the, 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 the second goal no but to go out of rule I think on uh, Friday he looked tired at the end he yeah. looked really like he was puffing well, it was a, it was a hot day, weren't it? I mean, it's the first True. time they'd have played in True. any heat, wouldn't they? Yeah. For, you know, you know, you get that they put a shift in, didn't they? Yeah, they, well, they, like you said earlier, yeah. Darren, all eight out of tens, weren't they? So, also, what do we think of just your personal opinions in here? What do we think of Sadlier? I think the last couple of games he's been a lot better. I think give him credit for the uh, build-up goal for the first, sorry, second goal, uh, Salford. Um, I thought he was awful at Hartlepool, awful. Um, so again he's another one that, that I've sort of yin and yanged with a little bit if that's the right expression um, I thought he did okay um, I still I'd like to see him score because I think if he scores a goal I think if he scores he's going to go on a little run of it mm. yeah he's possibly but one of those confidence player lads I always think that of anyone who wears a headband if I'm honest <laughs> yeah yeah he's, uh, no, I, like I say I'm I'm not saying the jury's out on him. He's got so much talent. And, uh, I was going to say, he, d- he definitely brings something to the party, but mm. he, you just want him to bring that final 
you know, that yeah, gold. He's, he's had a few good shots this out and yeah. the other. And uh, nice to see Brown play well. I mean, I thought I thought he was a bit unlucky to come off against uh, Harrogate. But oh, if he's he, been one of my stars of this season. If he's uh, managing Brown. the minutes, I just I thought he'll just was something that was needless. But there you go. So um, overall, if we had took four out of six at Easter, yeah, most teams would have took it. Seven out of nine, including that. Yeah. So um, still unbeaten. Yeah. Well, the, the unbeaten runs going. So. Uh, what we're going to do now, I think, we should listen to what Matt Roper has to say and his Roper's rant. In typically frustrating style, the O's threw away a two-goal lead to Betty's Tea Rooms Town FC. But with several of the top ten all playing Paul's Coupon Football, the Orient fans have confirmed an online order for brandy, cigars and deck chairs as League One is now within just a few points and could be confirmed as early as this Saturday at Gander Green Lane where we would all take another 96-minute penalty following the home keeper playing keepy-uppies. In true strange quirks of fate, if we blew out the next couple of games, then promotion may well come at home to crew. And this was, of course, the opponent we lost our league status to in 2017. Now, even stranger, if we were to confirm a divisional title away at Mansfield, then it's 53 years to the day that we lasted this in 1970, when the late, great Jimmy Bloomfield delivered a Division Three trophy. The manner of the way we chucked two points down the drain on Monday was the most annoying thing, as our defensive unit capitulated a little again. Gaffer Richie Wellens actually has called it quite right, in that teams coming to our place now have no real fear and can play with a bit of freedom, particularly when losing at half-time. I don't want to sound too big-headed here, but playing the O's in our own backyard could be seen at this stage of the season as a bit like a big FA Cup tie for a smaller club at a large opponent and a bit of a free hit. No teams want to invite pressure, and up the other end, a spanking needs to be avoided. But when two goals down at the interval, it's likely the opposing manager's team talk is made that bit easier by issuing instructions to just go out and play with a bit of a freedom and give it a go. And at this level, that makes even the lowest-ranked teams in the division difficult to dispatch, and certainly with ease. For a few games during January, Lane Orient fans reduced their expectation in terms of a title-winning team for simple promotion. With promotion all but confirmed, and when it does happen, we can then turn our attentions to sitting pretty right at the summit, and in my humble opinion, it's something well worth playing for. We have six games left to play, and that 83 to 84 points total I talked about being the magic number in the last couple of weeks has not changed. So a winning Surrey this weekend will literally see the Leighton Orient party start. And that's even if others win, as of course they will literally have been running out of games to catch the Orient's points total. We do, however, need to remain professional. And I doubt the home dressing room on Monday was a particularly pleasant place, as I can bet Richie Wellens had a bit of a meltdown for a minute or two. It may not have quite been a John Sitton-style rant, but the defensive unit may have come in for a few harsh words. So it's best foot forward and the large backing we will have at Sutton and then on Tuesday at Gillingham will hopefully be in fine voice as we seek to make it all official and start a proper discussion on social media about contract renewals, the summer transfer window and how we'll cope back in the third tier for the first time since 2015. Let's face it, next season, if we are bottom after two games, the moaning will start and everything will be back to normal. (laughs) But for now, enjoy it and up the mighty O's. There you go, Matt Roper, up the mighty O's. Um, 
And if Orient can uh, confirm promotion, very soon we don't have to put up with his mighty drum either. But there we go. His Norwich game was wonderful back in the day. Thank you, Matt. Anyway, so now we all know what's going to happen in the next five weeks or so. Uh, We've got a coronation coming up. Maybe we have two coronations coming up. So now we're going to discuss the big running and what we may think may or may not happen or where it may happen and who may come with us because League Two is pretty interesting and pretty tight. I mean, let's look at it. From us to Salford, there's 15 points, but take Salford out of it and then you look at Bradford, Stevenage, Carlisle, Stockport County. Two points separates all of them. So... In the studio, we've made a, well, I've made a little chart thing here. Orient can get a maximum of 99 points. Salford can only get 81, so they can't get above us. All this is designed to stop all you fans worrying about there, whether we're playing League One football next year and going to Derby County and Burton and Sheffield Wednesday and all them other great teams (laughs) instead of going to Crawley, who could be going out the league. So, who's got who? Well, this Saturday... We go to Sutton. Northampton go to Carlisle. And Stockport go away to Gillingham and then away to Carlisle when we're playing Gillingham. So Gillingham are going to have a big say in what goes on. So, Darren, your thoughts on the running and who may join us in the top three and who's going to play off this year? So uh, the top three for me will be, uh, I'm going to say it, us as champions. I think it will be um, as you were, but Northampton will swap places with Stockport. Okay. And then uh, playoffs, I think that um, Mansfield will push, I'm going to say Stevenage out. Okay. That is a, that's an interesting one there. Um, yes. Karen, your thoughts? My thoughts are I would like to go up. We're going to. We're going to be champions, you know, and everybody knows it. <laughs> so we're going to be champions. But I would like to go up with Stockport and Carlisle. And then I'd like to see Stevenage bottled all the playoffs. And, yeah, that's it, really. I just want Stevenage out of the playoffs. So if they do get in the playoffs, they won't get any further. They won't win it. I think it'll be uh, Carlisle, Stockport, and maybe even Northampton win the playoffs. So for promotion, do Orient have to win another game? I, I I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I actually do. think we do. I, th- I think uh, maybe not win another game, but I think I think we have to get another point. Mm. Um, I do think Saturday's game, Northampton Carlisle, is a big one for us. So you know we'll all be keeping an eye on it. I think half an eye on it and half an eye on our game. But um, yeah, I do think that that's a big one because if Carlisle lose, if I if I remember it right, if Carlisle lose, we're definitely confirmed promoted. But then if Northampton lose and Carlisle win... It's still up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, I think we're still promoted, but it, I don't know, it's all a bit well, If Stevenage it? win as well, they're on 40, Carlisle are on 40, 41 but I was going to so. say, it's, well, it's Stevenage's um, game in hand is Swindon, isn't it? And our game in hand is Mansfield, and that's the sa- both on the same day, mm. 25th of April. Yeah, it? and Bradford's, Bradford's games of the week, we play them. They've got crew leading up to that game, so... I'm not sure that, that that would really be worrying. I mean, I, I, somebody sent me a message and it said five points would guarantee us virtually the, the title because of somebody spent a long, long time 
looking at who's playing who. And when when you see the fixtures, I mean, I've got a job, I'm afraid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, Bradford alone, they've got they've got Northampton. Then you look at Stevenage, they've got Swin- uh, sorry Mansfield there in the thing. And I mean, Carlisle, Northampton, Stockport back to back, Barrow local derby, Salford at home. I mean, that, that's a tough running for Carlisle. I mean, Stockport County, Gillian away, Carlisle away, coming to us. I think, my personal opinion, I think Stockport will continue their momentum. And I, I think they're half-decent side as well. Um, wouldn't mind them going up. Um, and I think I've joined Richie Wellens. I wouldn't mind Bradford going up. And I think he said they would finish third. Their game in hand would put them in the playoff position instead of Stockport. So... That'd be but more then if, Brad, if Bradford, I think a lot of it as well, with Bradford being our last game of the season, they will be champions by then anyway. But she says, she hopes. But, this um, is recorded, you do know that. <laughs> I do know that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but with that being the last game of the season, you know, that, that's going to be a proper game. It's like normally, yeah, our end of seasons are all rubber balls, aren't they? It's like, why? Well, we, we hold a lot of the aces, don't we? When you look at the O's, we go to Mansfield Tuesday night. Uh, mm. Then we have Stockport and then we have Bradford. So you would expect us to be promoted anyway. I mean... The, well, I just to contradict Karen there, it might not be a proper game, though, Trev, because if you think about this one, Karen, if we are champions, we've got nothing to play for. If Pride. they are... Uh, well, yeah, OK, but I, I think after a long, hard season, we can, we can forgive them a... A three 0 thrashing at Bradford when we're champions. I mean, Bradford, Bradford are going to have. I, I think if Bradford thousands behind them, aren't they? Well, I was going to so. say if Bradford aren't going to get in the top three by then, and but they're nicely ensconced in the playoffs, they ain't got anything to play for either. No, no, they, you're right there. I mean, it this is all home, if buts and maybe. It could be a dead rubber. It might, it might be the home tie. You know, they, if they want the home tie. I want it to be a dead rubber. Whatever. I actually want it to be that. That's the that's the scenario I want in my head because I think if we go up there not needing anything and they aren't needing anything either let's just kick the ball about for 90 minutes and sing a lot (laughs) and the players can do that as well yeah no it's uh, it's all exciting isn't it I mean this the idea of this is to sort of just look at when I typed this up today I looked and I thought why does anybody worry that we're not going to make sort of getting back to to where we we were I mean I don't know if Matt said on the set that even if we won the championship against crew it's six years to the day from when we went out the football league that'd be truly emotional because all of us in this room know how emotional that was we we were all there yeah Yeah, and got caught on sky sports crying yeah but it it, well it's it's football isn't it you know if nobody didn't have a tear that day when you sort of give 40 years of your life to watching a football team then there's something wrong with you i mean completely agree so yeah so well, we're quite unanimous that we're uh, we're going to make it. So, did you see as well, Trev, that the um, the odds on us now for promotion are a thousand to one? Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and, and I, I saw someone tweet the other day that bookies have paid him out. As, um, I think that's only on bet three six five because I've got some on with other right. providers and they haven't paid out. They haven't got their cash yet. Yeah. Other no, bookmakers yet. are available. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's nice that we've uh, got people who are going to win because putting your, your, your faith in your football club early in the season is a wonderful thing. I mean, I guess most fans do it. I mean, the Leicester City fan comes to mind, doesn't he? He's done very well. So um, I remember a Coventry fan I went to, uh, was pals with back in 89 who had uh, Coventry to win the FA Cup in... <laughs> <laughs> never would have had that, would you? Fair no, play to no. him. <clears throat> no, it, it's, it's great. I mean, they, they never tell you when they lose, but, you know, they've probably put them on, uh, on many, many years. So, our panel in here is unanimous that we're going to go up and this, that and the other. And I, I think it's going to be exciting. <clears throat> I generally try not to look at the scores, but there's always somebody around you... Uh, Shouting them out, isn't there, during the grand? So when we all go to Sutton on, uh, on, oh, I'm terrible. The lads I sit with, there's like, yeah, exactly that. There's three of them who are constantly on their phone. They spend more time on their phone looking at the other scores than they do watching the game. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm quite happy to get on the train and have a look then. Yeah, and if we've lost, I don't even bother till the Sunday sometimes. Well, no. They, well, the, the thing is, if you get your three points on the Saturday at, at five to five or five o'clock, you don't have to worry about it, do you? It's, no. it's only see all these other teams now are going. They, I mean. We, we had this chat coming home from Salford. They must have gone, oh, I wouldn't have won 2 0 at Salford. Didn't see that coming as yeah, such. It must yeah. have been, that must have been a body blow for them. And, but they're all going, oh, well, if we win this one, we win that but, one. Trev, I actually don't think they, uh, I think they, they've got us as home and host. Mm. I don't think they're looking <coughs> at us. I think um, I, I've got a good, a good pals, Northampton fan, and he, he's only thing he cares about is he's joining us. As far as he's concerned, we, we, we're home and host. Yeah. I think from our perspective, it's all about can we win the championship? Mm. I, I, you know, that's my view. So before we go on to look at the, the bottom half, any uh, teams that have, not, not that it really bothers, uh, any teams disappointed this year, you know, like you thought would have done better in this Gillingham. division? Gillingham. 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 I think with the budget they had, I would have thought Gillingham would have been a lot. But then, you know, they were bottom. For, they've done well in January with their signings and they seem to have got themselves out of the mire. But yeah, I did think Gillingham would do G- a lot better. Gillingham didn't have any dough to begin with, Kieran. It's only since that new guy came in. If you look at where they were last season, they were languishing because that chairman, Scully, took his money out and yeah, made his position I clear. Th- I thought so. they had quite a bit of money to start with. I might be wrong. You might, you know, yeah, you might not say. Yeah. Say, yeah, for, yeah, for me, Trev, Swindon. I was going to say, and Swindon's the other one. Very much underachieved. Be. Sorry, Karen. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to throw in my uh, my best pals, Tramir Rovers, sort of. They've got rid of their manager as well. But yeah, Walsall are real. I expect them to be mid-table with about you know, 18 draws. That's Walsall all over, isn't it? I mean, but even Doncaster Rovers looking down there. Of, uh, they're sort of only a couple of places above Wimbledon, I suppose. Wimbledon was another side. Yeah, no, I agree expect, about Wimbledon. Because yeah, they I, come I down with Gillingham, didn't they? So agree there on Wimbledon. Isn't it great to see Wimbledon struggling? Yeah, well, the thing is, they, I think they're still tweeting about beating Orient. Um, but there you go. <laughs> but on the, on the flip side of that, I do think that it's uh, surprising to see Stevenage where they are mm. and Barrow, you yeah. know, and, and that's they're, they're, they've always been the perennial strugglers, haven't but they? That's so. what I was coming to, the surprising teams. And so we, we, we agree, Sorry. Stevenage, I think they had a bigger budget than what people know. I mean, we know he works, they did. The, he works the, the market as well, doesn't he, old uh, Mr Evans, but everybody's favourite manager. OK, let's have a little look at the bottom because we've got uh, a few other bits to talk about. So... Rochdale is one of my favourite away games. So they're going to win all five and stay up. No, we're only (laughs) jesting. They're in trouble. Um, Darren, what do you think is going to happen down there? Uh, I think it'll be as you were. I think the two that are there are going to stay there. Um, 
I think Askey's got Hartlepool moving in the right direction. Notable one all draw with Stevenage after that makes our result look a bit better, if I'm brutally honest. Mm. Um, we've spoke about Harrogate and Simon Weaving, the job he's done. Cole Yu, Gillingham have spent money. They're, they're, they're pretty much safe, um, I think, now. Maybe Cole Yu, because they had a very, very easy win, didn't they, against uh, was it Newport 4 0? Mm. They they might have got a little bit ahead of themselves, Cole Yu, in terms of, of thinking they're safe. Well, they got they're running Salford away Saturday, then Crawley yeah. on Tuesday night, Sutton at home, Doncaster away. Their last one's Mansfield at home, so they're, if they're not safe by Mansfield, they could be in a bit of trouble, mm. couldn't they? If Mansfield are going for the playoffs, yeah, Hartlepool, I think they got about one defeat in ten, eleven. Yeah. I think, like you say, we we done well up there, Harrogate. They they they've been steady, and I mm. agree with you with it, Simon Weaver. He's, he's been there a while now, though, hasn't he? Yeah, his dad owns a club, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's the longest ever <laughs> manager, isn't he? Yeah, but I think he's a generally good manager. Forget that yeah. the, the old man owns it. I think the guy knows what he's doing. I say, and he seems like a nice guy as well. Yes. He is a nice guy. Yeah, so you know, sometimes it's nice to see the nice guys and the nice people. Yeah, yeah so Rochdale, Bradford at home, Tramere at home, Stockport away, Sutton home, Harrogate away. That's hard, isn't it? I'm with you on Rochdale. Oh, I really love the visits there. I missed it this season as well. I gutted. Yeah, well, you know, my good friend, uh, Orient Brace, is, he's decided that Hartlepool is now the new uh, new Rochdale if they do go because he had a thoroughly good time there. What a great train trip home that was. Yeah. Well, on, the, on the station was amazing, wasn't it? Was it was great, wasn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, the, the whole thing was, was, was great up there, to be perfectly honest, and uh, they, they were a good setup. So I, I, I hope they do stay up to a, a certain extent. But I've got a customer up there as well, so I can shift a whole lot of my expenses every month. Every time. <laughs> well, I'll give, I'll give you another scenario. I, was, I see on social media this week that Stockport County have done a little bit of a naughty one with um, allocations of tickets. I, I guess it must be in the EFL rules, but I think, remembering rightly, that they give the railway end to their own fans now, which is the uncovered bit. And I think from an allocation of about 1,500, it's gone down to 700. Now, Hartlepool play them the last game of the season, and traditionally they go in fancy dress. But um, they've done the same to Rochdale. I mean, I know home advantage is everything, but um, Stockport are definitely pushing the boundaries of, sort of sportsmanship, especially towards Hartlepool. Um, That's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously we changed it for Harrogate. And then there's talk of changing it up again for crew. Yeah, allegedly but it could be I, 400 more tickets. But that's all to do with the fact that, with all due respect to Harrogate, they brought 136. We're never going to bring more than 136 if they've been top of the league. Mm. And crew, well, their season's done. So they're not going to bring more than a few hundred, I'd have yeah. thought. And not only that, they've got the opportunity to sell their tickets in advance. And if they haven't sold them, they haven't sold them. We can't force the people of crew or Harrogate to buy the tickets. No, so. that's right. But what Trev's saying, correct so me if I'm wrong, Trev, is that you, you think that those clubs would take that adequate... Well, yeah, I agree with Hartley, you. Hartlepool were screaming, basically, yeah. that, that they know that... They, well, they, I think they when they come down to our place, they always have a good following, but Stockport to Hartlepool is not the longest journey in the world, and like you say, they, they like their fancy dress at the end of the season, and it's also going to be a big game for both clubs, yeah. both ends of the table. So, I mean, obviously, Rochdale... I'm not sure when they got Rochdale, is it? The Stockport County there. That's the one before us, but... I don't think they could get away with it unless there were league rules to say yeah. they could get away with it. So. No, but it is good news that uh, I think Mark Devlin did 
tweet today, didn't he, that they are negotiating with crew. I guess we have to sort of talk to crew for that sort of segregation to be put in place. I mean, they're a nice club crew, aren't they? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure they wish us well because... They, they were staying in the same hotel that I got married in. Uh, in, in They were uh, playing at Wembley in the playoffs the next day. And all the players were in uh, the Sopwell House in St Albans. Uh, so ever since then, my parents, for some bizarre reason, have had this strange soft spot for Crew Alexander because all the, the, the players were very nice to their old, my old mum and dad. So yeah, so the cr- crew of uh, you're right, they do seem a it's a proper football club, isn't it? Crew. Mm. Well, you know what I mean. When we got relegated out of the league, it, it wasn't. A, a, Sorry for that bit of Trevor uh, trivia. No, <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's a good piece of trivia. The thing is, we got a, f- a fellow who comes with us, and he. He loves crew. He comes every Orient crew game. Went up there this year. He doesn't really support a team, but he likes crew. So they are a likable football club. So you say they're very in- inoffensive, aren't they? Yeah. So like, that was, it wasn't the worst place you've got. Really, they've also got the best that banner, haven't they? Go on. Some fella's actually gone and got a banner, and he's wrote on it. Uh, this is li- clean. Li- li- yeah, it's clean. It's clean. Living crew, uh, balling crew, living crew, dying crew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can only support your local club sometimes. And, Fair play to me. And they've got uh, quite a young following at the moment. And if they can enhance that in the correct way, then I think they may do quite well. So, yes. So, hopefully, if you haven't got your ticket for uh, Crew Alexander, you will get you will get one because uh, I guess it's all sold out. And the, the social media of, can I have two tickets to this and two tickets to that? Where you've been all season? That's all I like to know. Anyway, going back to the Harrogate game, as we're talking about fans... I felt it was one of the most strangest final whistles I've ever felt. Considering we're getting 8,000 people in there, it was, you could hear a pin drop. It was even near the west side, you know how loud the west side is. You know? <laughs> but I know the expectations there, but at least sort of encourage the players on their sort of, their thanking us for coming this out and the other. I, I, I couldn't believe how strange it was. It the coldest one I understood. But not the game was still end to end, ebbing and flowing for the six. Well, the thirty minutes we had to try and get a winner. But I was I was astounded at the. What do you mean, Trev? Like the, the apathy at the end? It was just silence. You know, what I mean, as if like, oh well, yeah. we'll, but we'll, then, come, we'll come again next week. I mean, we have gained some new supporters, yeah, obviously, yeah. because and it's nice to see. But you know, the euphoria when you win. I'm not saying you shouldn't. It just was so. As if it was a morgue. I, really, yeah, I, I, I think uh, it had a lot to do with the fact that I think most people felt that we'd chucked two points away. Yeah. But we gained one. Right? Well, we it. did, but we, we were turning up again, weren't we? So. And I, as for the, the alleged booing, I think most of it was aimed at a ref, weren't it? Because I, I didn't hear no boos. Um, I, I did hear a bit. Did if I'm on it. Yeah, I did. I um, and I don't think it was aimed at a ref. I don't. I think, And I think, frankly, it's disgraceful. You know, mm. we, we, to, to, to boo a team at the top of the league. Imagine that, booing a team top of the league. I mean, like, the days we've seen when we've been, like, oh. fourth from bottom here and well, second from bottom there. And we made 19th in league to our own for about five, six, six seasons. Yeah, didn't know. win away for 27 consecutive yeah. away games, yeah. Funny little mobile fans, aren't they, you know? Yeah. So, um, let's hope they all buy season six next year anyway. We're definitely yeah. a special breed, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, Karen, have you got any news for us of what's going on in around the... Uh, the Leighton Orient Supporters Club? Uh, yes. Um, what I will say is due to the popularity of Leighton Orient at the moment and the popularity of the Supporters Club, 
it is very likely that we're going to have to start restricting guests, i.e. non-members, to a minimal amount. And so if you want to get in, get, it, get there early. Um, because it is a members club, after all, and the members do need to feel comfortable in their own space. And it's, uh, we had a bit of an issue, obviously, on Monday when we, it, was all, it was all nice, the sun was out to a certain degree, and then everybody was on what we call the sun terrace. And uh, then the heavens opened and it was lashing down, coming down sideways, flashing in the door. And so then everybody come running inside and then you couldn't move hmm. at all. Mm. So um, we've just got to be a bit careful with the numbers. So if you are inviting guests, my advice would be get there early um, and please don't be offended if we can't let you in. It's just that we need a bigger space, but we're just, we're just too popular. Well, the, the popularity is there because of what a wonderful job you all do. Anyway, can I ask you, you, have we had any record sales of pints and the takings this year? Um, yeah, we have broken record for our takes. Um, I won't say... Um, how much it is we take well, but of course yeah. not but, um, but yeah no, we have had some record it could be a record donation over to the support uh, to the football club this year from the supporters that's excellent to hear isn't it I mean uh, and your your husband does a wonderful job keeping the beer great Thank so you. big but, shout but, out to Mark he's going to be absolutely <laughs> sweating when it comes to these last two home games anyway how about the star man what's any updates on that Karen uh, yes yeah, still sold out um if you were to go on the waiting list, because we've got a couple that um, might be a bit flaky. So if you do want to go on the waiting list, email L-O-S-C events. That's L-O-S-C events at AOL.com. If you want to message there, you might be able, you might get lucky if the flaky ones do flake out. But then, um, yeah, it's all going to plan. We've got a nice variety of older players coming back to see the O's. And just, uh, yeah, it'd be a nice end-of-season party and we'll be able to uh, celebrate in style, hopefully. Yeah, and a little message to Richie. Make sure we've got the trophy because we're uh, not going to be happy if we haven't got it for that. So um, thank you for that update, Karen. And, thank uh, you. <clears throat> anyway, Darren, we, uh, we, the Orient Hour ran a, a competition. I'm not sure of how the, the rules were this out, but um, prize was a, a, a couple of tickets to a, a son, wasn't it? It was, and I'm... I'm delighted to say that uh, City Site Solutions were, were asked, could we do a bit of sponsorship? And me, me being the uh, generous chap that I am, I said, of course we can, Andy. He didn't have to twist my arm at all, uh, Trev. So, and then um, we, we, we were pleased to see um, some real proper latent addresses. Yeah. Both the people who won it live in, in the, on the manor. And I thought that was great. I, I really was chuffed. So uh, congratulations to Ellen Kay, uh, who hopefully now, Ellen, you've got your tickets. And to Gary Watt, hopefully, Gary, uh, if you haven't got them today, you'll have them tomorrow. Because uh, I told my lads in the office to send them out next day delivery, and Ian, they sent them out first class. So the post hopefully won't let us down. But um, so, yeah, so... Um, Delighted to be involved with that, Trev, and, and uh, from City Sites' perspective. And I think they're, they're now a hot ticket, mate, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's sold out. And um, maybe if uh, we found some more dinner ones, we'd have even more people trying to uh, have a competition because that's now sold out. So there's, I think in and around 1,550 are going to Gillingham. I'm not sure what the allocation was for Sutton, but we're all off to Gander Green Lane. So what do we think for Saturday? Uh, lineups, Darren, what do you think? What's going to happen? I think he'll he'll stick with Soteria up front. I, I think agree. he'll bring turns back. 
Um, and I think the rest of the team will pretty much know um, what it will be. I, I guess um, you want a prediction on the score, Trev, now or at the end? You can tell me your prediction now. I'm going to go, we're going to win 2-1. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. That's a nice positive one from uh, Darren. Karen, your view on the team for Saturday? I think the team will... At, looking at Monday's team, I think Turns will be back. Mm. And I do think he'll be back in for McCart. Um, he will start with Saturio, I'm pretty sure. And have him in the middle. And, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna, I think Saturio's going to keep this strong run of form because he's, what... Three and two, isn't he, in the moment? Mm. So I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be six in three. I think. I think he's gonna get at trick, and I'm gonna go three one Orient. Oh, lovely, lovely. Nice this start. is this is what we like to hear. Personally, um, I'll oh. be more than happy to see Moncur in the middle of the midfield, feeding Smith, and uh, if he keeps putting in crosses in, I think they may have worked on it in training that somebody may just run in the middle and smash him in. Um, yeah, I'm I'm confident that we we'll we get something there. I'm gonna sit on the fence and keep my thoughts to myself anyway how are we getting down there that's 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 the next question uh darren uh, it's an oyster card job this one i think it's not you're, you're on, the oyster, yeah, yeah. on the oyster i think um looking at it uh we, we probably need to get there quite early for this one don't we because the ground is one of those you've got to get a good vantage point and i don't yeah. know about you guys but i'm standing yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm not the tallest as you know so I need to be down the front. <laughs> down the front. Karen? Uh, yeah, picnic crew meeting up at Farringdon and then uh, heading down on the Thames Link, yeah. down to Sutton, and then it'll probably be taxis because it's West Sutton is the nearest station. I yeah, think, they, they, there's various ways. We're, we're Our little lot are heading down to Cheam, and I've been told it's a gentle 20-minute stroll. Uh, and my, my, my policy is, especially for this one, it's a big one. I'm not getting down there. Or leaving it to a late train because uh, Thames Link have their moments of uh, yeah, blowing you out. So any O's yeah. fans getting there, like Darren just said, get there early because uh, if you've never been there before, it's it's still got its uh, non-league roots. But the one thing we do about say about Sutton is that their fan base generally coming around from Sutton, so uh, they're not a bad lot. But I think they will be uh, well up to try and spoil our party because they've done it one or two times. Their first game in the National League, they. Uh, they pulled our trousers down, didn't they? And they thoroughly oh, enjoyed did. it. So, um, Julie yeah. in the cab is going to buy everyone a drink when we get promoted, I've heard as well. So, is, so. And that, that is definitely been recorded, isn't it? So um, it's, uh, it's now this time to say that um, we should, every Orient fan that goes down to uh, Sutton, a, a, a safe journey down there. And uh, this time, let's be as loud as we can because uh, that little bit extra will see us over the line. So good night, everybody. And... Up the O's. This is our club, we are proud. So sing it up and sing aloud. We were formed in 1881, the claps and Orient had so begun. The old story on it runs We're late and Orient from E10 Whatever challenges come our way The Orient faithful are here to stay We will live to fight another day We're late and Orient from E10 Late and Orient from E10 Yeah!
city, we're not sound We're the only one of us around Yeah, you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the vest Whatever challenge, whatever test We're laying an from each end